Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to go back to summer camp, but I really wish I could. I would definitely want Caroline Reyes to be my camp counselor. First, we'd have a lot of fun. But I also want her God and his camp lessons that marked not just her summer, but her entire life. Enjoy my conversation with Caroline. Hi, welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. I'm Kathy, and I am here with Caroline, and we are excited to chat today. I actually have, for a couple of years, had some friends that have periodically asked me, have you met Caroline? Caroline's so great. And I just hadn't met you. No. And so I decided one day, I'm just going to call and ask her to be on a podcast because then I'll get to meet her. And it was perfect because lots of people had said the exact same thing to me. Like, have you met Kathy, Kathy Harrelson? And I'm like, you know, I will one day and we're here. And now we have. And my friends are right. You are wonderful and great. And I'm so excited that we get to chat. And on our episodes, we usually start off with asking everyone, what is a little something that has brought you joy lately? So I will start off by asking that to you. Oh, well. Thank you so much. Uh, I am reading a book that is by um, a sweet friend of mine. Her name is Catherine Gaddy. Um, and I met her last year. I went on the Christ Chapel College mission trip to Belize. And she, her and I just had some weird connections and people that we knew. And um, I could just tell she loves God so much. Um, and awesome. she wrote a book that's called Wholehearted Trust. Okay. Um, I am only like a couple chapters in, so I can't, <laughs> but I truly like, it is the story of, um, she had uh, a sister who passed away oh. and about her grief and learning to trust the Lord. Um, and it's just really sweet. She experienced grief at like a super young age. And so I think it's interesting to hear what that means in your life when you're, where you can't really express it or know it. And, um, yeah, it's, she's such an encouragement and, uh, I've really just like gotten so much joy from reading her story. So that's awesome. I think I had seen that book or someone mentioned uh-huh. that on Instagram. So yep. I'll have to go. It, yeah, you check really it out should. Now. It's on Amazon. Um yeah, she's been, you know, promoting it. I think for a, it's been out for about a month. Um but it's so funny. I didn't buy it right away. And I saw her <laughs> the other night, which she would never fault me for. You know, right. we've got a lot yeah. going on. But I saw her the other night and she was like, have you bought my book? And I was like no, I haven't, but I love it and I'm going to, and I'm so glad that I did. Like awesome. it, it really did. Um, yeah, it, it's just got so many good nuggets of wisdom in there. So my favorite thing is that whenever she says like a truth of uh-huh. like, Hey, this is like something that I believe she'll yeah. put a little reference number to like a specific piece of scripture. Oh, that's cool. So it's really just like, I don't know, not just like, Oh, this is what I think about God. It's like, Hey, no, this is what I know to be true of the Lord, and here's, and here's where why it says I know that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I really, awesome. I love that. So shout out, wholehearted trust. Perfect. Well, I am honored that you would come and share part of your story with us today. Love but it. before we kind of dig in, yeah. tell us the basics. Just tell us yep. a little bit about Caroline. Wow. Where do we begin? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do I do that? How do I start? Well, um, great thing. Things that people, you know, are kind of like my core things. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, um, and I, I love it here. Um, I went to TCU, go Frogs. Of course. Um, I was a musical theater major in college. so fun. Yeah. Um, and then I worked for Pine Cove, which obviously we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, all through college. And so after that, I wanted to go into full-time ministry, um, and I... Uh, worked for Pine Cove most of the beginning of my career for about seven years, maybe seven and a half. Um, yeah, that's a long time for a camp. It is. It is. And so I was also a camper at Pine Cove. So like collectively, I think it's like 20 plus summers of, of camp and just being a part of the ministry and then like pouring my life into that ministry. So um, that was really most of my life. And then uh, a year ago, I went corporate baby. <laughs> <laughs> And um, a really good friend of mine, I mean, we'll get into this in a little bit, but it was just time. The Lord called me away, and um, I had a sweet friend who uh, got me a job at Southwest Airlines, and so now I work in technology there. And uh, what a change. (laughs) That's a significant transition. It was. Was that a big deal for you? Yeah, it was was time. Like, I felt like this is where the Lord is calling me next, and I was was really ready, Um, but... Uh, 
it it really was hard for me to process is this bubble that I've been in for the last seven years of working with Christians really being that being a big part of my community are all of these these things in my life that I've learned from like Christian leadership and um, just ministering to men and women and especially sure. college students um, like are all of those things that God has taught me and that I've been able to develop like is that really going to translate into the real world right and that's what I wanted to talk about today. And that's kind of like the theme, the theme. <laughs> of my life. <laughs> um, but I camp. think that's important because yeah. we may not have transitioned, those of us listening from summer camp to mm-hmm. corporate, mm-hmm. but we go through transitions all of our t- all throughout life. Absolutely. And we begin to wonder, okay, is what I know about God or how I walked with God here or what I learned about that God mm-hmm. in this situation, is that going to transfer or how will that transfer or will it not transfer to this yeah. new situation? And so yeah. I'm really excited for us to kind of dig into that because I think we can all relate. Oh, for sure. And yeah, that was really, because on the on the big scale, it was like, oh, it's, you know, am I going to be able to transition these skills and ministry? But on a deeper level, it really was like, is God truly going to be with me? Like wherever I go, like from something where I am outwardly, it's vocational ministry. Like I'm about Jesus it is part of my job. <laughs> I say it like I, the gospel is literally what I get paid to do, um, to just being in a secular environment. Uh, is, is God going to be with, with me in that or those truths? And is he still the same, the same God? Um, and so that was hard to wrestle with. It was kind of, I was scared. There's a lot of anxiety. Rightfully so, I think. So, um, but yeah, I, I am excited to kind of talk about my journey and That's awesome. all the things that I've learned. Well, when my friends talk to me about you, they would always say, Caroline is great. And then the next word they would say would be camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> because that's... It's me and camp. specifically, I, I think I said, I worked at Pine Cove. Pine Cove. So, so yeah. tell me about camp. Tell me about Pine Cove for those of us who haven't been or haven't had a summer camp experience. Yep. Which I know that it would be impossible. Cliff notes what Pine Cove is like because yeah. we could have a multi-episode sure. series <laughs> on Pine Cove, but yeah. give us a cliff note. So what is camp? Structure-wise, it's one week. You know, you drop your kids off on Sunday, you pick them up on Saturday, and activity-wise, it is just like jam-packed, like from the second that you get on property. It's theme nights, it's ropes course, it's... Fun. There's not a moment at Pine Cove, which this gets more into like the culture of it, it is, especially youth camp, family camp's a little more relaxed, but youth camp is like, we are go, 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 Uh every minute is scheduled, but also every minute is intentional. Like that's a lot of what we train our staff on is that this week, although you've been doing it for three weeks or you're exhausted or whatever, is their like first week at camp, right? And so every activity class, every meal, it's all being brought back to the gospel. And the reason why we have fun, there's a Pine Cove saying that's like shared experience builds trust, right? So wow. we're we're having these moments, we're having fun because we want the opportunity for a child to trust us enough to like share the gospel. So that's the purpose. Uh, I loved it because I, th- I was a theater girl, right? <laughs> and I was like, everybody is losing. It's, it's like theater every day, but for Jesus. So that was kind of my... Initial love there's a, for there's it. There's a Pine Cove tagline: Theater for Jesus. Theater for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Gospel theater. I mean, that's, that's there's a, no way. I no, that is not an official not. Pine Cove no, stance. No, <laughs> that's no. something I made up. Um, but yeah, so that that's camp. It's it's real fun. It's very intense, especially as a, a college student. That's not really. Um, that's not. Can't, you know, college is more about you, and campus is not so much. So. So I want to talk about. Because as I think about that camp experience, and mm-hmm. now I can understand why you would want to spend so many years there, 21 years For sure. being a part of it. But it sounds like there were different seasons. The mm-hmm. camper season, then maybe you were in college, and then maybe post-college. Yep. So talk to me a little bit about what was it like when you were a camper? What did you experience? What did you learn about God? Yeah. So... Um... I really think that every kid should go to camp once. Like, I just think it is such an amazing time for you to, I mean, for me, it was a chance to just get outside of my own family dynamic and just be me, right? Which is really unique. It is. At that, at that age. Right. And 
for that to happen without it being, you being in any danger at all, you know, like <laughs> you were safe. I am fully safe, right? People are taking care of me. I'm being fed. I'm sleeping, all of those things. Um, but you know, I, I get to be like, who, who is Caroline? How am I operating in the world? Um, I felt like I got to be, have a chance to really be brave and like do things that I normally wouldn't do. Like, you know, I'm, I'm on the zip line and I'm afraid of heights, but like, it's not cause my family was there. It's cause like, I got to have this opportunity and be encouraged by college students who I thought were like the coolest people <laughs> I have ever met. I'm like, they just like me for me. Like, I just love that. How but beautiful. I, I know it was so sweet. I really did um, feel seen and known by somebody who wasn't my mom or dad. Right. And I think that's really special. Um, and something that, uh, you know, again, built trust in me and made me think, Pine Cove is a place where I can, I can not only think about who I am, but think about what this thing, the gospel means for like my life. And so, um, that's what I, I loved about it. Um, biggest lessons. I mean, when I was there, I went from second grade all the way to senior year. So, um, really even yeah, every year I went every year. Uh-huh. I mean, my mom kept being like, are you sure you still want to go? And <laughs> Like, yes. I'm like, yeah, like I want to be there. So um, my nieces and nephews think summer camp's the best week of the summer. So it is uh, for kids. For a lot of kids, it is. It is, yeah. And I mean, I'm right in there with them. Like I'm always a camp kid at heart, forever and ever. Um, so second through fifth grade was really just foundational. Like again, like I'm just building trust. I'm feeling like Pine Cove is a safe place, and I'm loving it. Um, but I actually trusted Christ at camp. That's mm. where I became a believer. And so um, when I was in middle school. School, sixth grade, I went to the Pine Cove Ranch, which is so fun. That's where I got to like serve as a full-time staffer as well. Wow. So really coming full circle, go God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, sixth grade is, it's, it's a time, you know, kids, it's a time. It's a time. It's a time. Uh, things are changing, you know, just in your life, puberty. That's a weird word to say on a podcast, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And, and, you know, Kids are having more emotions. I mean, there's mean girls. There's, you know, you're just dealing with a lot and also kind of trying to find who you are and all of that. And so, um, and then, you know, there was a little bit like, you know, home life and I don't know, it was just all kind of dramatic at a point. Um, and life felt like a lot for the first time in sixth grade. Um, but I was going to Pine Cove, right? So I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be like, you know, my year or whatever. And so I go, I'm having, I'm having the time of my life. Uh, but you know, I've been there for what, five summers at that point. Sure. And I'm sure the gospel had been preached to me. And and I was going but as to church. intentional as you know, by COVID. Right. Like you had heard it before. I had totally heard it before. I knew that I had. And I also I was in church. Like I knew I had heard the name of Jesus and the gospel. But you know, I was just kind of doing my thing. Like, I don't I don't need that, you know. So um, but I remember when it clicked for me, I was um at club, which is, you know, we, we jump, we sing, we dance. It's, <laughs> it's a wild time. It's fun. And then there's always a full-time staffer who like gets on stage and, um, you know, shares the gospel in some way, but, or, you know, shares our truth about who God is. Um, and the, our camp director actually got on stage. His name is Craig Langemeyer. He is incredible. He oh. still, he still works at Pine Cove. Really? He's, yes. He's the, um, I think chief ministry officer. I'm probably totally butchering his title, <laughs> but, um, he's just a Pine Cove legend. But at that point he was the camp director at the ranch. Um, so he gets on stage and he, I don't really remember what he talked about, right? But I remember the way that he spoke about how he led his family oh. and like how intentionally he loved each of his children and his wife because of who he knew God had called him to be and because his life had been transformed by the gospel. And because of that, he was like, because of that, it touches every part of my life. And I was just so floored by that. I think that adults in my life, I was like, you know, they're adulting, right? I wasn't thinking, but I was like, this is somebody who let me in on their thought process of like, the why I like love my kids and love my family is because of- What a gift. Right? And I, I remember just being like, hold on a second. <laughs> you know, and he's a camp director. I thought he was the coolest person in the whole world. And I was like, this guy- I'm like, he's just like me though. Like he's a, he's the biggest goofball you ever meet. <laughs> he's so weird. But I was like, him and I, like, we're not that different, right? This is just somebody who is respected and loved by his family and by everybody on this property because, um, you know, he, he has this, this truth that he's been able to hold on to, um, which is, you know, that Jesus died 
for him and that he rose again and that he lives to save all of us, you know, through by and, faith. Yeah, that's by faith. Gospel. That's it. And so um, I remember like thinking about it and going to my counselor and being like, let's talk about this some more. And I was just like, maybe. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just that moment of like, maybe the gospel is for me, right? Like it's not, I'm not just some, you know, person being tossed by the winds and the waves of life, all the drama that was going on at home. Uh Like it's not just like life. I think I felt like life was just kind of happening to me. Right. And I wasn't purposeful. I wasn't like taking a part in it. And this was just a door that the Lord used to open in my heart of like, you were made for something like you were made to serve me and you were made, um, you know, to, to love and be led by Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So she had a little, my counselor had a little tract Uh and she pulled out and I was like, yeah, no, that all makes sense. Sinner for sure. Like we went through all, (laughs) went through all the things. And so I I think my big truth there was, um, that if, you know, if the gospel is for me, you know, the, the gospel, you know, is, is for anyone like, and it's especially for me in that moment. And so it's translated a lot in my life. Uh, and it's been really, really sweet to kind of carry that into this next season of my life, um, going from just ministry, right? That's right. where it started. It started in ministry. I carried a lot of those truths with me through ministry. And that's something that God taught me that I still use to this day. Awesome. Um, I have coworkers now that sure. don't know the Lord, right? Um, that I work with and um, who are dear to me. I, I truly, I love them so much. Um, but, you know, sometimes I just think like maybe... Maybe they don't want the gospel. Maybe they don't care about the gospel. And maybe they don't. Literally, maybe they don't. Right. It's totally true. Um, but, you know, you have that fear sometimes when you're talking about your own life or your own relationship with the Lord that, like, maybe they're too far. Maybe they don't know. And I always remember, like, the gospel was for me. You know, I, I didn't even, I heard it a thousand times, right? And it was just that one moment that all it took and my my eyes were opened, right? You know, like, it was the veil comes off and I was in control of that. You know, that was just the Lord's timing sure it was. in all of this. And so I just remember like you, you do, you can just be faithful and maybe somebody just like that camp director, just like Craig said to me, it was just something from a normal person that was super relatable that reminded me like, Oh Jesus, like that's, that's for me. That's a hope that I can have too. Um, and so it just makes me more bold to share my faith because the truth is I'm not, it's not what I'm going to say. It's not what I do. It's the Lord changing it in someone's life. And you think about how many years you had gone to camp, mm-hmm. how many people had poured into you, how oh, many people so. had shared. Yeah. And it wasn't the first or second mm-hmm. or third Mm-hmm. person who had been intentional for you. It wasn't the first or second or third time someone had shared the gospel with you. And sometimes I think we have this expectation because we'll work up the courage, we'll reflect Christ well, mm-hmm. we'll share the gospel, we'll tell someone who doesn't know Jesus mm-hmm. who Jesus is. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, God can immediately Absolutely. save and work, and sometimes He does. Mm-hmm. But usually <laughs> it takes time. It does. And I think that's really important as you mm-hmm. minister to people at camp, but also outside of camp, yeah. that sometimes it takes multiple times of talking about mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. And relationships are so important in that. You know, again, like evangelism, you can you can have somebody that you don't know and the Lord can change their life right there, but relationships are often such a great foundation to like have that trust with somebody. So um, yeah, that's what uh, childhood Caroline learned from camp that she <laughs> still gets to use in her everyday life. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Lord, the Lord was with me then and he continues to use that to guide me, which is amazing. And you even practice, you do practice that now, but moving on to the next season of camp, you yeah. began to practice that mm-hmm. as a camp counselor, yeah. being the one who was intentional, who mm-hmm. tried to communicate to those students, I actually mm-hmm. care about you, <laughs> who shared the gospel over and over again and talked about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now you're a camp counselor. Right. So, and man, was I excited about that. Of course you were. <laughs> I was like, my dream. <laughs> Yeah, I was totally obnoxiously excited. One Um, of my bigger regrets in life, I don't know if I've told you this, is that I should have been a camp counselor and I was not. And I literally am kind of sad because I'm probably never going to have that opportunity. And I'm really sad. I went to summer camp and I 
through a series of circumstances, it just was never right. It right. was never right in my college summers to do that. And I'm still sad about it. Okay. Well, Kathy, you would have been excellent. You I would have been, had so much fun. Um, You would have been so much fun. You don't sleep, but you have a blast. But you have the best time. The delirium fuels the fun, right? Here we go. You're just kind of like your, 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 your base level self. You have no regulation. So it's a good time. I love that. You should definitely have been a camp counselor. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I was... Um, truly just living, you know, I, I remember thinking like, I'm going to do that one day. And there I was doing it. Um, but it was, you know, I, I was just excited. I was having the time of my life. I really did love our campers, but it was amazing to be around a hundred college students. You know, that's just in my camp. All of sure. Pine Cove is like thousands, but just in my little camp group, it was like 120 college students who all were giving up their summer to like pursue the Lord and to love on children and be able to like invest in them. And they were all like believers. And I had never really been in that kind of community before. That is unique. So I was just like soaking it up. I was like, every single person is like my new best friend. I'm having so much fun. And you know, I'm, I'm real extroverted. So I'm like <laughs> jokes, jokes having, I, and I was really focused on the fun. Right. And my campers loved me cause I was a fun girl, you know, but, um, I think the most important moment of that entire experience was not the fun, Kathy. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> uh, it, Even though you do carry the fun with you, even and that's a I good do, thing. I do love the fun, and that is a huge Christians element. Christians should be fun. They should. It is a huge element of, of Pine Cove culture and camp. Sure. And I think that's what I saw in my counselors. Obviously, they invested in me spiritually, but they just had endless energy, and I was like, great, that's... I measured that as like, that's the mark of a great counselor. Yeah, we have joy and Christians do have joy and that's great. Right. But But that's not all. No, it is not all. And it was definitely not the most important thing. (laughs) Um, I, I, you know, was again, just having, having a great time and every, you know, year, I think at the half or maybe right before you're done with the half, they have these things called, which a half is- So midway through the summer. Midway through the summer. Great. Uh, they, they, you'll do an evaluation with right. your camp director and they basically bring you in and tell you, Hey, this is how you've done. And, uh, I, I went in with my camp director and they, you know, it was going the way that I thought it would. Hey, you're really great at your job. The campers love you. Um, staff loves you. Um, and I'm just like, that's so great. I knew that all. And then my camp director stops and he's like, but you know, I did want to give you some feedback. And he says, why, why don't you just like not think about yourself for like, just like a second. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My face, even hearing this from you right now is. (laughs) And I mean, it was so shocking because I'm obsessed with what people think of me. Right. Like that's why I was, you know, like that was such a core motivation for me. was like, I just want my campers to like me. I want you know, my directors to like me. And this guy that gave me this feedback, he is such a great leader. I still like, he's so influential in my life. Um, so it wasn't, it was done in the most loving way, but I remember just being like, I'm sorry. Like, what does he mean? Like I've done everything right. And he was just like, Hey, like I just noticed like when everybody else is working, everybody else is serving to like finish the day, you're kind of doing that, but you're mostly just talking to other people and like you're focused on you and you're not focused on what we're doing here and what we're actually like you're not thinking of other people and this is like a this is also a pine cove kind of like phrase or thing it's it's not about you that was the big moment it's it's not about you and i was like oh my gosh you're right like it was just this wake up call because i didn't want to be that way i just didn't know that's how i was being. being. That's but, a really humble response to say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think probably in the moment I was very quiet and was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, that's good. That's good feedback. Thanks. thanks. Uh, thank you so much. But I, I, I thought on it a lot. I really dwelled on it. Um, and, and now looking about it, at looking back on it, it's like, what wasn't about me, right? Like high school was about me. You know, I was always moving on to the next thing. Got to get, you know, I got to graduate so I can go to college and I got to go to college so I can focus on myself and find what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's about me, me, me and what I'm supposed to, you know, find out of life. And um, I, I just, it took that that push and encouragement from somebody much older and wiser. Sorry, he wouldn't love me saying much older, but... <laughs> Wiser. Somebody more mature. A step beyond you. A step more mature (laughs) in their faith um, to really just call me out in a a loving way and say, um, it's not about you. And and I, that 
ability to be servant-hearted has continued to be the most, the thing that I look for most in a leader, right? Whenever I'm under somebody's leadership. How, and how impactful that, that one moment is the thing that you say you now most look for. Oh my gosh. And it's so, because I, I, I started seeing it everywhere. You know, when somebody says like, it's, it says something and then you just start to see it everywhere or like you f- see a word and then you're like, oh, well now that word's, but you're looking for it, right? And I was like, man, let me think about the leaders and the other people who I was working with that I really respected. And I was like, they don't care. They're not doing this for themselves. They're they're so others focused and they that's what they're about. And, and I, as I've gone into leadership roles, as I've transitioned um, into, you know, any type of, now even going to Southwest, I think it's just influenced the way that I lead my peers because I'm not in like a management role, but the ability for me to wake up and say, even if I'm like anxious about the day of like, what am I going to do? It's just the centering truth of like, I don't have to be worried because I live to serve because that's what Jesus did for us, right? Mm. I am a servant because God served me first. And it's like a calming centering thought of like, you know, I'm, I'm a try hard sometimes. I want to do, 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 and like make all this stuff happen. And I'm like, you know what I'm here to do? I'm here to serve, to serve others. And if I can focus on that one simple thing that I have, I have served my purpose in mm-hmm. this role. Um, and it's really led to a bunch of great relationships, high trust with other people. Like there's been a lot of fruit that's come from that mentality. Um, but I just see it modeled and called out first before mm-hmm. I... <laughs> before you did. Before I got there. <laughs> Do you, you mentioned that it you see the fruit that has come from that. Mm-hmm. Has have you also found joy in serving and taking your eyes off yourself? Absolutely. Um, I think that in the moment when you because it's not something that you like say it and you're like, oh, you know, I, I did the servant hearted thing and now I feel great. You know, it's like I see I do something that I know is what the other person needs more than what I need. And I see them either be encouraged or find success or um, ask another good question or like continue to engage with me in a spiritual conversation or like, you know, whatever. And it's like they're when I see fruit in their life, that brings me joy, you know, from being able to see, oh, because I serve them, because I got out of my own way or like got out of my own head, they were able to find something, you know, either a spiritual truth or I was able to encourage them in some way. And so that's really sweet. And when I think about you talking about transitioning lessons from camp to mm-hmm. corporate life, I would say that that might have been one that I would wonder how it would translate. Right. Because at camp, mm-hmm. you have believers saying, right. it's your job to make it not about you. Mm-hmm. However, I think we have a feeling sometimes that if we head into corporate mm-hmm. and don't make it about us, mm-hmm. that we will fail because right. we will be trampled. Right. And it's just noteworthy for me to see that you have seen that make you maybe even more effective mm-hmm. in your job mm-hmm. and really have an influence because you brought in something that was yeah. countercultural. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not, um, luckily the place I work, there are a lot of server hearted people, which I'm very thankful for, but corporate, you know, people are like, it's ambition. It's, you know, doing the next big thing. And, um, it really is refreshing to a lot of people, um, that, you know, and I don't want to be like, you ever heard of like virtue signaling of like, look how, yes. look how great I am. But um, that is a principle. It, it's internalized in why I'm here and what I'm about. Um, and it's because I want to reflect Jesus to them in that way. And right? that's why it's not virtue and signaling. That, right. It is, I have nothing. Jesus is everything. How can I give people Jesus? Yep. Yep. And um, thank God, because I am selfish. Um <laughs> I'm I'm nodding because I am too, not because, oh yes, you're selfish. You're so selfish. (laughs) That's why I brought you on the podcast. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. (laughs) Confrontation, for sure. That's why I'm here. So that was, that was a really sweet, sweet lesson from, Mm. from camp. And, you know, luckily it's, it's still rings true. Yeah. Well, let's move on to a third segment because Many camp counselors come through summer camp, Mm -hmm. but there's a smaller segment that stay on and work full time after that. And you also got to experience that. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. um, This was, this was kind of the biggest, uh, 
you know, when I was thinking about like, oh, hey, how does, how does what I experienced at camp, how does that translate into like mm-hmm. the real world or whatever? Um, this, this time was the most, <laughs> the most, uh, the thing that made me think about kind of that theme and that, that question the most, right? Because I really was starting my career and, um, you know, at the beginning, I didn't think about that. Like, I was just more like, oh, I get to do my dream, which is work full time at camp and, <laughs> and do all of this stuff. Um, but uh, I didn't know how hard it would be um, because being a camper and being a staffer are, um, it's just different, right? It's, it's, it's different. You get, everybody's kind of there for you. They want you to have unlimited emotional, spiritual, and, you know, physical support. Like everything is so that you can thrive, right? Um, and, you know, they do. They do call you out. They do encourage you and, and challenge you. Um, but you also have an, unli- an army of people in your exact same situation. College right. students are all r- right beside you. And your world kind of shrinks when you come on full-time staff, right? It was me and two older guys that were married who were wonderful and, like, a great team to me. But they're not 24-year-old Caroline, <laughs> You know, it was yes. just like different life stages and, um, and we were all so busy, right? It wasn't the same camaraderie of like, we're all doing the same thing every day all together. It was a lot more isolating, um, than I originally Each thought Each taking would. care of different right? segments of what was going on. Yeah. Which absolutely made us a team, but you know, you had your responsibility. Um, and, uh, I, you know, heading into my job, I was a women's director at the ranch. So the sixth and seventh grade camp, um, which meant, you know, I helped with hiring all of the awesome girls and ladies who worked at Pine Cove. Um, I would, you know, do all of the, take part in getting camp ready, take part in running camp, recruiting. It was, it was a lot. And although I, my heart was there and I was so excited, um, that is a lot of different skill sets to kind of take out and then put back in the box and then <laughs> take this different set out and then put it back in the box, which again, incredible training for any job that I've ever had to do. But, um, it can be wonderful and hard. It was, it at was the same time, both of those things. But, um, I think it, with a women's director, the hardest thing for me was, I think I really believed that I was more extroverted than I actually am. Right. Like, I'm fun. I talk a lot. I'm high energy, but there's a different kind of emotional energy that's expended when you're investing in people. That's uh, really true. You know, on that magnitude. And I, I didn't have as much emotional energy as I thought I would have. And I got so tired, like truly like soul level exhausted, um, a lot of days. And I, I think that happens to anybody in a job that's, you know, high, you know, emotion or doing, you know, person to person, just ministry, just doing frontline ministry in that way. Um, but it it was just so different than what I expected. I felt like the biggest failure in the world. (laughs) So sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, because I needed that, right? I had, I think I would just, I thought I, my thought was that I would just keep leveling up, you know? I was great as a staffer, and so I would be great on leadership, and I was great on leadership, so I would be great on full-time staff. Um, and the Lord really humbled me into, hey, you, you're, you're not everything to everybody, right? You are you. You have things that you are specifically designed to do that I have made you for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're in a job that isn't going to line up with that and you can still do it, right? right. You can totally still and do, do it, well. it and do it well, but you can also know that maybe you're not you're not going to be able to do everything. <laughs> maybe you're not made for all the things. Um but God changed me in those, you know, 5 years that I was actually on camp staff. Um but it was so painful. Like change the change was so difficult for me to walk through because of my pride. Mm. <laughs> um, but also anything that really, really changes you on a soul level is, has, has a, a lot of pain attached to it. So, um, well, maybe not everything, but a lot, a lot of changes sure. is oftentimes painful. And so, um, really my, my moment, my like lesson and all of that was, I, it was my third summer. Um, and, you know, I was old hat by then, right? I'd done multiple summers as a women's director. Wasn't new anymore. Wasn't new anymore, but I was pretty exhausted. And midway through the summer, lots of things have been happening. And I just remember I broke, I was in my car 
which is really the only moment of peace that you have. <laughs> just people are around. People, people, you're in your car, right? Like people may see you, but they're not gonna like approach you. But I'm bawling my eyes out because I'm just so I, I think at that time I thought that um failure was weakness, right? Like I couldn't really get my head around the fact. I think on a on a mental level, I was like, Yeah, change is great. Like God's gonna sanctify you totally. But like it felt so sad in that moment. So I think it just been failure after failure, exhaustion piled on top of that. I'm I'm just bawling my eyes out in my car, just kind of feeling hopeless. And just this whisper, the Holy Spirit, hundred percent, was was just just kind of brought me out of all of that. And I had this like overwhelming piece of like the reason why you are being brought through all of these trials while you're being sanctified, while you're being changed is because God loves you and he will not leave you the same. Mm. He, he could, can you imagine what level of disservice it would be to your life if you were three years from now, the exact same person that you are this much? He knows you specifically. He knows exactly what you need. And he took the time to out of you know he, of his infinite amount of time to know you specifically and remind you that these are the things that I want to transform in your life so that you look more like me. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I didn't. Oh, no, actually, I was doing this. I was crying. <laughs> I, was I was crying, crying exactly like this without a microphone, but you were crying. But I was crying. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not um, on a podcast then. Um, but he he was molding me and." I think because I had been putting in so much effort to mold the women that were underneath me and I was having such a hard time doing it that I was like, this is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And God is doing that for me my entire life, like my entire life. And I think I just really appreciated that. <laughs> and it, it, you know, it's James one, two through four. Like it's, it is sanctification is the name of the game. That is the business that he's in. Um, and I, I just felt God's love, um, for me in that, in a different way. And I knew in that moment that I didn't emotionally, I wasn't doing my job because it was giving me all these great feelings of how, you know, you know, like I was when I was a camper and on summer staff, I was doing it because I genuinely felt called to do it. Um, and, Matt Lance, uh -huh. who we all know and love, uh, he, I went on a trip with him to Turkey and he, he said in one of his many wonderful teachings that he did, he was like, nothing produces perseverance like calling, right? It's like, Say when that again. nothing produces perseverance like calling. When you're called to something, when you're not there for how it makes you feel, when you're not there for the emotional reasons, when you're truly called to do something by the Lord, you there's really not a lot <laughs> you do it <laughs> you do it right you persevere and um that was a really important lesson for me because at so much of my faith was pine cove right so much of my faith it wasn't you know i knew it was god but it, it wasn't i wasn't living in that mind frame of like the reason why pine cove is so special is, is because god is close to it god is near to it it was more like Pine Cove and God, they're like the same thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was a really great awakening for me of like, God is changing me at Pine Cove, right? Um, and that was such an important lesson for me to learn because eventually I did have to move on. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right? I, I thought maybe I could stay at Pine Cove forever, but um, eventually uh, the Lord called me away. Um, and that I thought was going to be really, it was really difficult. Um, but that truth really helped me move into that time feeling more centered and more um, able to take that next step for sure. I think that phrase that you said, how much did God, how much does God love me to not leave me the same, mm -hmm. which I know in, through tears doesn't always feel phenomenal, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> when we can step back and recognize it and if nothing comes to mind that you are comfortable sharing, that's okay. But as you reflect back on that, is there one thing that you think God really changed this and I'm so glad he did? I think I'm so glad that God helped me understand my anxiety mm. um, because it's been a part of my life for my entire life. 
Uh, and I really, one day I was talking to a woman who had brought her son to camp. Um, and I just got, you know, it's, it's closing day. Parents are everywhere. And I got into a conversation with her and she eventually shared with me, you know, this is the first time that I've sent, uh, she's like, my husband passed away. And this is the first time that I've sent my son to camp since he, you know, that he's gone to be with the Lord. Right. And, um, this is the first time that I've been able from, as a mom to just like, I'm going to go and he's going to do this. And we haven't been together, which of course is incredibly difficult. Right. Of course it is. Like, you're like, my son's just been through this, this trauma and this grief. And now I'm just going to, you know, be like, okay, bye. Your emotional support system, your primary emotional support (laughs) system is like peacing out. Um, but we just got to talking about grief and how thankful she was for the week. And, um, I kind of shared with her like how, beaten down I had been feeling I don't know like the Lord's all working in this conversation I probably shouldn't have been oversharing like this with this woman but she was really kind and I think we had some mutual connections but I'm talking to her and I'm processing um you know how how anxious I felt to be because I wasn't this perfect version of me and it made me feel like I wasn't doing enough and I just had so much anxiety over my role in my job and she just was like she like put her hand on my shoulder and was like hey you just got to do the next right thing, Mm. right? You don't have to think about every future moment and how that's all going to play out, which is like my favorite thing to do. Um, you, You just have to be connected to the Holy Spirit to feel confident that you're lockstep with Him, lockstep with the Lord, and and process what is the next right thing? What is the next thing that God wants you to do? And I, I still think about that today. I just, I love to get ahead of myself and I love to just fret <laughs> about things. Um, but it, it's so true that, uh, you can, you can find peace and live in the here, more of the here and now, more of the present mindedness. Um, and even look back at the past and see, gosh, how many times has God been faithful to me? And it brings so much freedom from anxiety. Um, so I, obviously we still have it, right? Like there's no you know, it, it pops up, it happens, but I'm so glad that I'm not, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right. I'm so glad that I'm not, it's still there, but I'm not ruled by it. Mm-hmm. It's not sitting on the throne of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful that I learned that. That's really powerful and very impactful. I would imagine that both the perseverance and the thinking about doing the next right thing mm-hmm was maybe a part of or a helpful tools when you realized, okay, God really is calling me to leave Pine Cove and transition to something else. Mm-hmm. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, that was a real hard next right thing. <laughs> Luckily, um, my last two years at Pine Cove, I was working remote. And so I was in DFW. Um, and so it kind of gave me a little bit of like pre-transition time, right? It's a gift. Because when you leave ministry, right? You know, I'm sure a lot of people who work in the church or in parachurch ministries can feel this. You lose more than your job, right? You lose a community of people. You lose like friends who, you know, weren't just coworkers, but they were like your brothers and sisters, like doing, you know, they were doing ministry with you. Um, and so it was nice to kind of like have that in two separate pieces. I physically moved moved and then I left the organization but um when it was when it was time when it was time for me to do my next right thing uh the lord had really prepared my heart but the anxiety that I felt right that question of is god going to be with me wherever i go was this just like was pine cove just this you know i'd never known anything different was it just this thing that um, was an anomaly and the Lord, you know, is, is going to be there, but kind of not in the same way. You know, I was just nervous. And but that's it. It may sound silly on a I theological know. level, but on a practical level, right. you'd spent 21 years there. I didn't know anything God else. God had saved you there, <laughs> yeah. done immense amount of growing in your life. That's a, mm-hmm. that's intellectually, you may say, yes, God is everywhere, but mm-hmm. emotionally, yeah. that's a big break to make. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, can I do it? And, um, I have this sign. It was actually from, I had a, a girl that I worked with back at Pine Cove and her like thing was like being brave and like be brave. And I bought the sign that had my like verse, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, not be discouraged for the Lord, your God 
will be with you wherever you go. And that truth that I had always just like latched onto and been like, he will be with me. I, I think that that came to the top of my mind, but this time I really believed it. Like I genuinely was like, I can be brave because I really do. I have all of this experience. It's not, it's like not just an idea in my mind. It's like I had literally things to point back to that reminded me like he genuinely is with me wherever I go. And um, I got to take that step. I got to leave Pine Cove and they were so, I mean, sent me off in the best way. Felt very like here, we're launching you into this, this new world. Um, But I just really had to tell myself every day, like, you just got to keep waking up, doing the next right thing, being brave, and really trusting that God's going to take those steps with you. Um, and guess what? It is true. He is with me <laughs> wherever I go. I stepped into this this new role. I had I project management experience, but I never worked for an airline. I'd never worked for technology. And every day, the Lord used the Spirit to just prompt those those, the teaching that he had done in my life, the lessons he had taught me, the scripture that he had written on my heart, like all of those things, they continued to happen. It wasn't because of the place. It was because of the person of God and who he is in my life and the Holy Spirit as my helper, right? That's my favorite way that he's described in, in God's word is my helper, right? He's going to help me um, wherever I go. And and that that ability to go, I'm about a year in, and really say, like, this is not just something that you get, you know, because I grew up in Fort Worth and there's a lot of Christians here. I work for this ministry and there's a lot of people who are strong believers there. It's 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 just a transformative – it's just the most transformative thing you could ever experience. And it changes you and you're, you're a new – that new creation walks throughout all of these life experiences. Um, and, and the Lord, he's, it's not, he's not going to leave you. And – I think that that's been a hard thing to learn, but it's really um, it's really cool to know that the principles that are laid out in Scripture are just going to stand the test of time. Like, mm-hmm. praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, uh, well, I'm thinking about so many things, but like different women who may be listening who are getting ready to walk into a season of different. Maybe it's mm-hmm. they are... Um, leaving home after high school. Maybe yeah. they're leaving college to transition to something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are um, getting married, mm-hmm. having a child. Maybe mm-hmm. a spouse has died. Maybe their kids are moving out of their home. Maybe they're yeah. finishing one job and starting another or retiring. We yeah. all have seasons like that. Yeah. And so I want to know or give you the opportunity to share what is something that if you were sitting across from those women that you would love to say to them or love to encourage them with? Well, I say this because I need to say it to myself. Just give yourself a break, okay? This transition, you're going to come up with your perfect path and your perfect flight, you know, the way that things are supposed to be in this transition. And you just got to let that go because it's, it's not, it is one day at a time. Every transition is one day at a, at a time. Um, get your people, make sure you've got people praying for you. Get get your community on their knees and you do the same um, because really that day, day in, day out, I'm relying on scripture. I'm relying on um, my community. I'm relying on my time that I spend with the Lord, like that day by day mentality, that's what's, you're, you're going to wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, I did it. You know, like, but if you start thinking with the end in mind, I mean, obviously from a theological standpoint, you're always living with the end <laughs> right. in mind, right? But um, if you, if you think, oh, when I get to this point, this is the steps I'm going to get it. It's, you're, it's, you're going to be crushed under the weight of your own spe- expectations. Um, so give yourself grace because everybody else is also doing it for you. And the Lord especially is giving you that grace. So, um, you can do it, be brave. Uh, God's with you with every single step. Um, no matter what. Mm. Well, I'll ask the questions that you've clearly illustrated and I know the answer to, but you started off (laughs) asking the question, will the principles and skills you learned in a ministry role hold water in the real world? 
Yes, yes, they will. Don't write that off. <laughs> I just don't want people to think, oh, I'm in ministry. Like I, I heard a friend of mine who's in a in a ministry role say, oh, well, you know, when I get a real job, and I stopped. I was like, you have a real job, girl. <laughs> I truly, I've never worked so hard in my life. Like, I mean, you just corporate get to wear, and quote unquote you, ministry jobs are both real jobs they and are. places to do ministry. Absolutely. So yes, God, that foundation that you're building. Uh, where you're able to have <laughs> joy regardless of circumstance, where you're able to fall back on the truth of Scripture, where you're able to continue to moment by moment be relying on the Spirit, to be servant-hearted, to all of the to check yourself in moments where you want to like really have you know I don't know you just you just want to you're tempted to sin and you know that hey this is not the person that God's created me to be all of those things are the best foundation you can have in any job that you go <laughs> you go into or any season that you go into, right? right? Those are universal. They're not any responsibility. Any responsibility that you have, mom, career, whatever. Volunteer. Volunteering, whatever you do. And then the other question you posed, which again, we know the answer to, but I'm at least going to ask, nice. is God just with me in this Christian bubble or whoever's in a certain spot right now that you've – it's not always easy, but you've gotten used to maybe walking with God in this season. Is he just there or will he be with you wherever you go? Uh, he will be with you wherever you go, <laughs> Kathy. He really will. So count on that. Count he's, on that. Honestly, thank thank the Lord he's steps ahead of you. So you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> he's way out in front, okay? But he's also right there next to you. So he's both. It's the best. We love omniscience and omnipresence. So woohoo. Love it. Love it. Well, this has been a joy, and I'm grateful for my friends who said Caroline is great and talked to her about camp <laughs> <laughs> because they were right, and you are, and this has been an incredible encouragement. And so I'm going to pray as we close, particularly for those people who might be in a season of transition, and um, then we will um, – Go off mic and still keep laughing about something. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so, so much fun. Um, you know, I hope that the Lord used my words to encourage somebody out there. And uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Well, I can say that he has done that because your words have encouraged me. Yes. So I will pray. And um, thanks so much. Yeah. Lord, you are with us wherever we go. And because of that, and only because of that, can we walk forward with courage and bravery. I pray for those of us who are in those seasons that we would look to you, trust you, and take the next right thing. And God, I thank you for the lessons that you teach us in different seasons of our lives, that what is true about you, what is true about your character, what is true from your word is true everywhere we go. That is a significant encouragement, and I thank you for the things you have taught us, the ways you have changed us, and that you love us too much to leave us the same. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.